Good evening. I want to thank everybody for their prayers and uh, all the messages checking in today. Meant a lot, helped us get through it. Uh, it's ironic. Uh, this morning's lesson was going to be on James chapter 1. Uh, no. Oh boy. Yes. This is James 1. There's a lot of James in my sermon tonight, too, and then there's been a lot of James all week. Um, but uh, count it all joy when you face trials of many kinds. So instead of teaching that lesson, I got a life lesson uh, in it this morning. But um, I'm planning on bringing that lesson next week um, so that we can still um, you know, get, through, get through the Bible book by book, chapter by chapter. Um, As we continue our study of Galatians, chapter 5, and the fruits of the Spirit, um, tonight's uh, topic is gentleness. Um, Some versions may have meekness. Uh, The words are are interchangeable. They're both accurate uh, translations of the Greek word proutus. It means gentleness, uh, gentleness and by implication, humility. which I think is an interesting side that perhaps sometimes gets lost in the, um, the definition of gentleness and meekness. You know, humble um, is a key element to it. Um, Aristotle um, wrote uh, this about gentleness, about, about meekness. He says, It's the, the ability to bear reproaches and slights with moderation and not to embark on revenge quickly. And not to be easily provoked to anger, but to be free from bitterness and contentiousness, having tranquility and stability in the spirit. That was from Aristotle. Those are all biblical principles that Aristotle uh, provides there. Um, Another um, definition uh, that I found says that gentleness or meekness is that virtuous quality by which we treat all men with perfect courtesy, that we can rebuke with rancor, that we can argue without intolerance, that we can face the truth without resentment, that we can be angry and sin not, that we can be gentle and yet not weak. This virtue of gentleness, as we've been talking about uh, throughout, uh, all of these fruits of the Spirit are all qualities of God and all qualities of Christ Himself, but these are Qualities that are found um, also in Moses. Um, Moses was um, defined in Numbers chapter 12, verse 3. It says, Now the man Moses was very meek, more than all people who were on the face of the earth. He was the meekest man of all. Not really something that would be held in high standards today, would it, right? It's the strongest man on earth, right? The strongman competitions from the 90s. They don't really have those anymore. Um, But I remember watching those as a kid and thinking, wow, those guys don't look like strong guys. They look like guys that just have eaten a whole lot of food. But boy, they can lift things. Those were big guys. They don't really have meekness competitions. Wouldn't be very exciting to watch, would it? However, I kind of did watch one of those competitions today. The Bengals played today. They were quite meek. Little, little kittens that were out there. Saints go marching in. Um, that was ugly. Um, 
Jesus uh, in uh, Matthew chapter 11, um, verses 28 through 30. Jesus says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus is gentle and lowly in heart. This quality of gentleness is one that we see throughout the Bible and many, many great men of faith. And so too, with those who are led by the Spirit, we need to present and produce a fruit, this fruit of gentleness in our lives. And how is that seen? Well, as with all of the other fruits, we have definitions and we have instructions in Scripture that tell us how we are to be meek or how we are to be gentle in our daily walk. In James chapter 1, verse 21, James writes, Therefore put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. So we are to receive the word of God with meekness. It's the same word that's used in the fruits of the Spirit. In Galatians chapter 6, Verse 1, Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. So, when we have brethren who are in error, then we must approach them and correct them with a spirit of gentleness. Now, I don't know about you, but I think this is probably one of the things that I see most often ignored when it comes to this fruit of the Spirit. I often, you know, I'm a part of preaching groups on Facebook that consist of brethren who believe different things about certain things in terms of, you know, one cup or or non-institutional, those kinds of things. And boy, the arguments and the, the nasty things that are said just among brethren lacks the spirit of gentleness. Um, and I think that, you know, we can find ourselves guilty of this too, even when looking outside the church. Um, and in, in trying to correct error, we need to do so with love. We need to speak the truth in love. And one of the fruits of the Spirit, of course, is love, but also is gentleness. We also... Um, must correct, and that's kind of the next point here, is correcting those who are in opposition. If you look at 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 24. And this is a part of Paul talking to Timothy about um, a good worker for the Lord, a worker approved by the Lord. It says in verse 24, And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil, correcting his opponents with anger. Nope, with gentleness. God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge of the truth, and they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. This is another um, category, again, ties into our last point there. Um, You know, patiently enduring evil. 
Oftentimes we go about perhaps evangelizing or trying to teach others the truth that are, that's found in the gospel and we expect acceptance now. And that's kind of a problem in society today as a whole, especially when it comes to things that we have opinions on or things that we believe. These are the things that we hold dear and we may not be willing to listen to those outside us because we perhaps lack humility or we lack uh, patience. You know, we believe what we believe, and yet while we believe those things, um, others believe something different. Why do they believe that? Well, we can't ever get to that point unless we sit down and have a conversation and talk about why they believe those things. And then it all comes back to truth, though. What is the truth? And are we sharing that in love? It's this verse 24 says, able to teach, correcting opponents with gentleness. Not being a know-it-all, not trying to throw things in people's faces, but gently teaching people and leading them to the truth. Whether or not they accept it, of course, is ultimately their decision. It has to be. Otherwise, there's, there's no repentance, right? There's no, there's no point. If, if God could just come in and just say, you're, you're saved, you're saved, you're saved, you don't have to do anything about it, right? That's not how things work. That's not how it has ever worked with God. You can go all the way back to the garden and see that choice was there. There was a choice that had to be made by Eve. There was a choice that needed to be made by Adam. Listen to your wife or not. No, I'm just kidding. There was a choice that needed to be made. And the choice is often good or evil, especially in those um, cases that we're talking about. Um, and again, tying this all together, second, or First Peter, rather, Chapter 3, verse 15. We're going to come back to 1 Peter here in a minute. But uh, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, Peter writes, But in your hearts honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason, for the hope that is within you. The verse doesn't stop there. It goes on. It says, Yet do it with gentleness and respect. We can stand up for the hope that we have within us. We can defend that hope. We can you know, fight tooth and nail and say, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that He, defeat, that he has defeated Satan in His death, and that eternal life waits for me because of His death, burial, and resurrection, and my uniting with Him in that in baptism, and living a life according to His Word. Yet those who oppose that, may not hold those same thoughts, but yet we are to present our defense with gentleness and respect. Why? Well, when I think back and I, I think of Jesus being tried and the questions that were asked of Him, I don't see an angry guy, but someone who had every right to be angry, I don't, see any, I don't see a man standing there shaking in rage, pointing fingers, but rather answering questions with gentleness and respect. That's why we need to do the same. Meekness is necessary for the Christian man who wants to be wise. Look at James again. Keep your finger there in 1 Peter. We'll come back. James chapter 3. 
verses 13 through 18 here, the end of James 3. Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder and every vile practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. You know, it's often said um, that Islam is a religion of peace. But I believe Christianity is a religion of peace. It always has been and it always will be. There is no... There is nothing in Scripture that suggests that we go out and we pound people or kill people on behalf of our faith. Not in the New Testament. The Old Testament, God, demand, God told Israel to go conquer places, right, for the, the good of the kingdom and the good of His power, to show His power. But in the New Testament, it's about peace. Because it's God who has made peace with man through His Son. But man has to make peace with God by accepting his son. Flip back over to 1 Peter. So man, a man who wants to be wise must develop this weakness. But a woman must also have this quality of weakness, or not weakness, sorry, meekness. Freudian slip. First uh, Peter chapter three verses one through six. Likewise, wives, be subject to your own husbands, so that even if some do not obey the word, they may, they may be won without a word by the conduct of their wives. When they see your respectful and pure conduct, do not let your adorning be external, the braiding of hair and the putting on of gold jewelry or the clothing you wear, but let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. For this is how the holy women who hoped in God used to adorn themselves, by submitting to their own husbands, as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, and you are her children, if you do good and do not fear anything that is frightening. So meekness is a necessary quality of a woman of God as well. So there's a lot of things that we see in Scripture in terms of meekness and how it should present itself in our lives. And does this mean that we have to go around sitting in little corners all day long like a little mouse, just not bothering anybody, not talking to anybody? And No. Right? Meekness has to do with, at least from what we see in Scripture and what we've talked about so far, meekness comes about especially when we are met with hostility. When we meet trials of various kinds, we're supposed to find joy in them, right? As, as James said, and we'll talk more about that next week. But how we face others, how we look at ourselves, and how we look at the hope that we have within us and how we share that hope has to be done so with gentleness, with kindness, with humility. 
Because we have to understand that we were once in that place. We were once in that position. We were once lost. We were once on that side of the table saying, I don't know about that. I don't know about this whole God thing. Or maybe I don't know about this whole Christianity thing. Or I don't know about this whole baptism thing. Or I don't know about this whole Church of Christ thing. We've been there. Someone had to share the truth with us in meekness, in love, but ultimately that truth was shared with us. So when we consider our lives, when we consider you know, our walk within the Spirit, are we manifesting that spirit of meekness? We've talked so far about eight qualities now. Next, or, sorry, yeah, eight. And next week... Uh, We'll finish up, we'll wrap up with the ninth, self-control. And we'll close out uh, our study on the fruits of the Spirit. All of these fruits of the Spirit are essential to our lives. You know, they're not, it's not just a verse that you learn in, in, you know, in the kid class growing up and, you know, they have the different fruits with the, the words on them, you know, like the apple that's love or the pear that's peace, you know. It's something that needs to be present in our lives. There's so many difficulties that we face in this life. Right? As as we're going to talk about next week in James, trials and temptations are going to come. And when it comes to trials, they either stretch your faith or they break your faith. And if you're walking in the Spirit and you're manifesting, if you have these fruits of the Spirit in your life, if people can see love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness. They see those things in your life. Then that can only help you, especially as you present the truth to them or share your faith with them. But also it can help you when you face trials of many kind. Because you're no longer looking at yourself, but you're looking at the good of others and you're looking to God. If we can assist you tonight in your spiritual life, uh, in your walk, or if you desire to become a Christian this evening by being baptized into the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, now is the time that you can come forward while we stand and sing. First and second.